Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. So what would happen if we could connect 100,000 architects, small firm architects, all around the world, connect yeah. 100,000 of them together. What an amazing idea, right? What an amazing dream. What an amazing goal that is. I'm excited about that because that idea of connecting the world's entrepreneur architects has been part of Entree Architect from the beginning. Yeah. It's something that uh, this is just the next step of that long dream from the very, very beginning. Uh, to connect all of the world's architects in order to be able to leverage the knowledge of that community, to be able to uh, impact the world, like literally impact the world right. because of the work that architects do, to be able to connect 100,000 architects worldwide, imagine what we could accomplish in terms of building a better profession, in terms of designing better buildings, uh, in terms of the of the individual lives and businesses of each one of those individual architects, it's, it would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, one of the things that really lights up in my brain when we talk about this is that you and I have discovered that part of the DNA of an entrepreneur architect is this idea of of starting this thing, building this thing, and having the ability to practice in my own way, practice the way right. that I want to practice for, you know, whatever those reasons are and whatever those ways are. And I have said for a long time that I think, you know, where we are right now, 
in the economy and society, et cetera, that as a boutique firm or small firm, sole practitioner, whatever version of that that you want, you're limited to what you can do and the impact that you can have. And so I think this idea of saying, hey, here are 100,000 boutique firms, sole practitioners, small firms, whatever, whatever the, however we quantify that, 100,000 of them that can practice in their own way, the way that right. they want to practice, but have the ability to leverage a network of 100,000 firms, that suddenly becomes a game changer. We don't say anymore, hey, we can't compete for this or we can't do that. Absolutely, we can, us and our 99,000 other partners. Yeah, that's, 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 so, that's so exciting to, to be able to link up tens of thousands of firms and then be able to leverage the, the collaboration opportunities, yep. the production support opportunities, right? When somebody needs help, we can facilitate the opportunities of collaboration. Uh, joint ventures, right? If you want to go after a bigger project, having a network allows us to say, well, this architecture firm and this architecture firm can should be together or could be together, right? Yeah. That we could either match them up or they can match themselves up and through the network, we can help them do that. Um, and that's just the beginning, right? That's just yeah, yeah, just yeah. what what could happen at the, at the early stages. Imagine taking 100,000 architects and the creative problem solving skills that those architects have and apply that that through crowdsourcing knowledge and focusing it on global problems, right? Yep. Not even talking about designing buildings anymore. What about taking that network and, and leveraging it against global problems because we're problem solvers? Right. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. I think ultimately, I, I think that's the future, right? We, we talk about the value of an architect a lot. We're at a crossroads. I think we've been at a crossroads a long time, but we're at a crossroads where we really need to rethink and rebrand the value of an architect. And what you just said, I think is exactly right. If you have a hundred thousand architects that, you know, maybe it's just a portion of that network that says, Hey, let's put our minds to this right. problem right here. Maybe it's a natural disaster. 100,000 architects putting their minds to rebuilding that in a better, more resilient, sustainable way. There's a lot of value to that that can be proven. Hey, we've got famine. Hey, we've got homelessness. We've got what, whatever it is. I think you're exactly right. The, the value of an architect as one it's still great. It has nothing to do with pr producing construction documents, but it does have to do with those problem-solving skills and being able to leverage 100,000 architects in a network. I, I really do believe that that is an incredible future for the profession. And it's a perfect time for it because we, we are um, in our community, the Entree Architect community, there are tens of thousands of architects who now know who we are, right? right. Uh, that 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 engage with us on a on a weekly basis. Right. Tens of thousands of them, but you and I and the rest of the Entree Architect team have no idea who most of those people are, right? right. We know we know maybe a hundred or a couple hundred people. Right. That these are the people who are are the most engaged. But imagine what would happen if we could we if we did know who they were. Right, mm -hmm. that we could network them, bring them together, uh, 
in a, in a network and say, okay, now we know who you are, we know where you work, we know the type of work that you do, and the type of opportunities that you're looking for. Right. That's pretty special. It, it is special. And, and you know, when we, if we shift gears slightly and we think about the common problems of a small firm, right? There's, there's always, how do I get work? How do I get it done? You know, those types of things, but it's also the, the, the lack of scale. We don't have the economy of scale that I don't want to call anybody out, but let's just say Gensler, great big firm, right? They can, they can do whatever they want to. They can right. leverage software purchases, hardware purchases, insurance purchases, all, all types of things that, small firm owners look at and go, Oh my gosh, I, I, you know, I'm struggling to, to figure out where to even find insurance that's affordable and so on, or, or get health insurance or anything like that. Just on a very basic level, connecting architects exactly. uh, gives us the leverage to go out to the marketplace and say, Hey, you know what? That software doesn't work very well for the types of projects that we do or we as a collective need to be insured or covered or a better deal on this. And that's, that's just another, it's a very functional way of looking at it, but it's realistic when we really get down right. into the, the nuts and bolts of, of uh, running and building businesses. Yeah. And the value that the network brings to uh, a member immediately, right? When you click the button and join this network, Right. Um, you would instantly have access to a, a, a content feed, a news feed, mm -hmm. right? Where, where all of the content that the network is generating in terms of questions and answers or resources that are sharing, it's a private community, just like some of the other private communities we have, but it's our community, right? And it's, right. And it's controlled by the community rather than a social media company. Uh, there's there are um, channels in the network for regions. So now we can organize our community by region. We can organize our community uh, by topic, right? If you have a specific topic that you're either an expert in or you want to learn more information, right. you go right. into that discussion channel and you ask a question and you'll get answers from all of the other people who are in that channel. And that's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I think about what the entree architect community Facebook group means to people, right? This right. is when, when you launched, when you announced your 12, 12, 12 project back in 10 years ago, right? And what came out of that was the entree architect website, entrearchitect.com, the, the podcast, and then eventually down the road, the Facebook group grew out of that. And, you know, I think about what people say about the Facebook group and they say, you know, this is a place where I can provide and get mentoring. This is a place where I can ask and I can answer questions. This is a place to get therapy. I saw that one the other day. Th that's exactly what's going on here inside the network to another level, right? And that's that I think is really, when we talk about community, you know, and I, I, I get to beat the drum about this a lot, right? There are industries and companies out there that talk about community and they're missing the boat. They're absolutely missing the boat. They're looking at community in terms of, oh, this is how we can get and provide free customer service or something like right. that. That's not what we're doing here. That's not what we have here. What we have here, what we will eventually have here are 100, a community of 100,000 architects that are all in it together. 
right? That are all in here with the interest of helping themselves, helping each other, supporting a community, uh, providing that therapy, providing that mentorship, providing those answers. And it comes in a lot of forms. Like you said, there's, there are the, uh, the conversations, there are mastermind groups. Um, there's lots of content, lots of new types of content. We're really gassing that up at this point and, and reimagining what it is not only to have, but produce content and, um, and engage with content and leverage that content for the good of a hundred thousand architects. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you mentioned the culture, um, of the community from the beginning of Entree Architect, the culture has been cultivated, uh, of sharing and caring. And, 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 you know, I always say at the, at the end of the podcast, love, learn and share, right? That's, that's the mantra of the Entree Architect community, uh, that we care for one another individually, right. right? I right. care for you because you are a member of this community and I care about you, right? And that, that uh, we share our knowledge, we, whatever we have, and we can we can make the world a better place or make an, another member of our community better in some way by sharing our knowledge. We do that. Share a resource, share share uh, a a, um, a reference or somebody that they might know, and to have the opportunity to learn every day. Right. This this network is taking all of these things that we've built over time and focusing them in one place. Right. This is the next step. This is the evolution of the Entree Architect community. It started back in that personal blog that I wrote that encouraged me in the comments to grow it into something bigger, to yeah. turn it into the Entree Architect uh, platform at EntreeArchitect.com and the podcast. That was the 12-12-12 project. That's what we're celebrating in December 12, 2022. Right. That 10 years later. ago that happened. And then that continued to grow onto social media platforms. Now we are here, right? Now we're going to take all of those things that we've built over time. Uh, we're going to launch this network and all of that, uh, the culture, all of the resources, all of the um, camaraderie and support that this community gives to one another, all of the love that, that is shown to one another is going to happen every day inside this network. And I'm so excited about what this thing is going to be in the short term, as well as what it potentially could be in the long term. It's super exciting. Yeah, it really is. And I think, I think what's really important about all of this is that, you know, when you launched Entree Architect, you know, what, what came out of your, your 12, 12, 12 project 10 years ago is that one of the fundamental things that Entree Architect has done, at least in the small firm, this entrepreneurial architecture or entrepreneurial architect community is it's shattered that scarcity mentality, right? You know, you're talking about culture and that, that culture that's so famous in this profession of holding my cards close to my vest and not, not sharing, right. The scarcity mentality that drives me not trusting, not wanting to talk to anybody else about what we're doing in my firm. It's shattered that and it's brought this abundance mentality, um, which really defines the culture of this community. And now we're taking it a step further and it's, you know, it's so fantastic you know, I, I host Context and Clarity every day. In fact, as we're recording this right now, in just a few minutes, I'm going to go host a Context and Clarity conversation. And we're going to talk about exit plans today. 
but we have these conversations every day and we can love and we can learn and we can share, which is just integral in the DNA of this community. But the next step here in this network, soon to be 100,000 architects, is to take action. Everything about this network is about doing and taking action. It's great to learn. We're certainly going to learn. We're certainly going to learn from others and help others learn, but we're going to put that education, we're going to put those learnings into action to build and and really just put the accelerator to the floor. Um, It is time to build not only stronger firms, build your firm stronger, build everybody's firm stronger, but to build a stronger profession so that we can, like you said a minute ago, so that we can change the world, not just the profession, but change the world. And I think, you know, that's that's just amazingly exciting about this new network that we're launching. I think that's good. I don't know what else we could say. That's it. I hope they'll join us. They'll join us. Learn more about Entree Architect Network today at entrearchitect.com. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like, us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success.
calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast. It's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.